Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is March 15, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, we've hit the middle of the week, which is obviously going to be a great thing for all of us. So I hope you all been staying well, getting by, getting through this interesting weather we've had as of late, um, and staying there. As always, you can find more of my content um, and episodes on various platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, Audio, um, or mostly, not more on there probably, but, uh, you know, Zencaster as well, you can check that out. So, as always, thank you for listening. Um, so, in today's episode, I want to continue talking about Annabelle Free Agency um, as... You know, we are continuing to see, you know, names kind of come through and uh, players who either resign or join new teams. Uh, we just see a couple of trades yesterday. Um, so that's kind of where I want to focus on. Um, that's where I kind of want to focus on things um, and kind of go from there. So I'll react to those trades, also a few other signings, and then. Obviously, there's still the Aaron Rodgers situation, which may or may not have a resolution by the afternoon. So, by the time I'm next on, next time I'm on, possibly I'll have a reaction to that. Um, if not today or tomorrow, if that does go down as, as expected, uh, we will see. Uh, definitely, Aaron Rodgers has kind of captivated the whole thing in terms of like having all the. Uh, attention here for this, so we'll see what, what transpires with him. He does make an announcement uh, on the Pat McAfee show this afternoon. So, let's get right into it. Obviously, NFL teams are continuing to do business as they try to make some moves to upgrade their teams ahead of the you know NFL draft and obviously the pro days for some of these college athletes. Definitely a busy time for NFL GMs and executives as they try to finalize their roster, get cap compliant, um, you know, those things are obviously in works and, you know, we'll see how that ends up. So, let's some of the few signings that took place and then get a couple of trades that we did see. Um, let's talk right about, uh, for the quarterbacks, um, you know, you have an interesting situation where... You know, both the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons made a move at quarterback. Um, now, Atlanta obviously has Desmond Ritter there, who they drafted the previous year. And he's expected to obviously compete for the starting job. And that kind of became official because the Falcons went ahead and uh, signed Taylor Heineke uh, to a two-year deal. You know, signed Heineke to a two-year deal, um, which was a pretty interesting move for the for the Atlanta Falcons because you know you look at what they're trying to do in terms of like build their roster and keep their group together. I mean, they could have invested, I think, that money into a wide receiver or two. I think when they address the quarterback position instead. But you do need a veteran quarterback, obviously, to lead you to games to win and to have to teach the younger players. In this case, you know, you have Taylor Heineke now there in Atlanta. 
who obviously grew up from there, I believe, as well. So it's kind of like a homecoming thing, which is great for him. Because uh, Heineke definitely has had a, uh, you know, he's, he's probably one of the, one of the better back and quarterbacks uh, out there in terms of what he's been able to do. Obviously, he came from, you know, not being drafted and then kind of, you know, almost winning the playoff game for Washington and showing some really good progress with the, uh, you know, really showing some good numbers and plays throughout um, throughout the time. So, I mean, he is someone that, you know, Arthur Smith obviously will be able to kind of do some good things with. I just think that we're going to see that quarterback race uh, or that quarterback competition kind of play out in training camp where Desmond Ritter definitely has you know, the attributes of being a mobile mobile quarterback and, you know, being able to sling it when he needs to. Uh, but we'll, I think we'll see a true competition between uh, Ritter and um, Taylor Heineke, which is obviously good for, you know, competition kind of breeds success, right? So, in one way, Atlanta's trying to do that. But I wish they had kind of found a way to address uh, adding some more weapons because Kyle Pitts is there, yes. Um, and he's a, obviously a nice player that you want to, uh, continue to build around, um, but you gotta get some talent, and they obviously, um, you know, locked up the offensive line a little bit, and you know, addressed their defense a little bit. Uh, but I think Atlanta still has a long ways to go in terms of being able to put together a really solid team uh, around whichever quarterback is going to be starting for them in 2023. You have the Saints. Um, who, oh, sorry, not the Saints. Um, you have the Panthers, I would say, uh, who ended up, um, draft, oh, sorry, signing Andy Dalton to be their, uh, potentially back and quarterback or starter this year, potentially. Andy Dalton has kind of, you know, had a few trips, you know, you know, he's kind of flipped to a few teams now since, you know, um, not being Cincinnati anymore. Um, and Andy Dalton is someone that obviously Carolina, um, had interest in and look at the, the, you know, the Panthers quarterback room last year, you know, they had obviously, you know, Darnold and Mayfield and PJ Walker. Um, so this is more, I think of a move for Frank Reich, obviously maybe the Panthers have a number one overall pick, right? In this year's draft and they're going to draft a quarterback most likely. Um, but you know, you obviously, every team is a little bit different, right? You know, you sometimes teams draft and number one overall pick and the pressure is to play, play them right away, right? And to make sure that they're ready to go from the get-go. And so, it'll be interesting to watch what the, what the Panthers do because, you know, they obviously gave up, you know, quite a bit of capital to go get number one overall pick. And I thought like Andy Dalton to be your potentially quarterback, two quarterback one this year. Um, so it is going to be interesting to watch what, what happens. I mean, Dalton did, you know, play well at times um, with the with the Saints last year. Obviously, you know, he's not what he used to be, you know, in terms of, you know, that talent. I mean, he, he, he can still fling it. He can still get things done. Um, but I think the Panthers have a lot of resources to kind of, um, you know, address. And so, I mean, they could have waited on any Dalton, I think. Honestly, they could have tried and gone out and got some wide receiving help, similar to the, to the Falcons. But, you know, you kind of got the quarterback that you want. 
uh, at least uh, on the roster, as you know, you see Baker Mayfield let go and Darnold obviously sent, you know, signing in San Francisco. Um, that's obviously a, a big thing. The Panthers had to address their quarterback room and they did with Andy Dalton. Speaking of Darnold, yeah, Darnold gets to go to the 49ers uh, on a one-year deal. And it's been tough for Sam Darnold. Obviously, there was a lot of hype about him coming out of USC, being drafted by the Jets. Obviously, the leadership, his play, uh, um, you know, a number of factors. Didn't leave him to do well uh, in, in New York. And then he went to Carolina, had a little bit of success, but not so much. Um, and now he finds himself going to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, obviously, um, this is an interesting move for Kyle Shanahan because he's pretty much giving himself the, the the Niners are trying to avoid what they what they, they dealt with last year. You know they don't want to have Josh Johnson, uh, you know, first start a playoff game for them ever again. Even though he's a journeyman quarterback, um, I don't know. The, the Niners uh, have made you know some interesting moves this offseason already. You know, obviously we acquired a big defensive Eklund Hargrove. You add Darnold to the mix with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. It seems like at the start of training camp, it may be Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, and then Brock Purdy, you know, on the roster. It could be, you know, like one, two, and three type of way. It should be interesting to see what kind of quarterback from the Niners. It seems like it will be Darnold, Lance, and Purdy, most likely. And, um... The Niners, like I said, they have a big question mark in terms of they have a defense. They have the playmakers on offense, quarterback. The quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback is a big key. Um, and which quarterback is going to step up and lead them to be a good unit um, this coming season is going to be a big question to watch out for. Uh, Winston obviously re-signed with the Saints. I'm kind of a little surprised that Winston re-signed with the Saints, considering that Derek Carr is there. Um, but I think... You know, you've seen Winston obviously go through some success with the Saints previously. Obviously, he dealt you know, with an injury, and maybe you know, this is a good chance for Winston to continue to kind of maybe this is more Winston seeing the market and thinking that you know he's better to stay suited in one spot with an offense that he knows he's familiar with. And so, I think we'll it'll be interesting to watch how Winston and that car that dynamic kind of goes throughout the season. They also have two quarterbacks who can definitely fling it play well within that system, but Derek Carr is obviously going to be the one that has the most attention and spotlight, so we'll see how that, that kind of works out, um, but definitely Winston um, definitely has to, you know, uh, find a way to see how he can kind of navigate some things, because, you know, we're seeing now with, with you know, number of overall picks now, you know, as they kind of bounce around to a couple of teams, it's really about finding a fit and staying and kind of you know, restoring your value. And so I think Winston is going to have to kind of do that in New Orleans and kind of see how things kind of transpire with, with, his, with the evolving environment. Um, so you have that going on. I think you had a signing and freedom signing of, I think, Ty Montgomery uh, of the Bears going to the Detroit Lions on a three-year deal. Montgomery was a huge part of the... Uh, the Bears rushing attack with Justin Fields last few years. Kind of surprised the Bears let him go. Um, but I think you look at the Bears and what they're trying to do with cap space and get younger at the position, as well as, you know, allocate resources. 
I mean, there was definitely going to be a move that they had to make. Obviously, they couldn't keep, you know, they obviously signed Edmonds and Edwards to the defense. So, I think the Bears, with their offensive line and their makeover on offense, they're definitely going to have to move on some pieces. Montgomery goes to join, you know, uh, a Lions team that had success last year. Obviously, DeAndre Swift being there. Um, I think that it bodes well for um, the Lions to have, you know, uh, a few backs. Obviously, Jamal Williams was a huge part of their success last year. He may not be kept uh, because of the success he had. So, Montgomery might be a good fit uh, in terms of speed and giving them a little bit on the outside. Um, We're interested to see how what like where Jamal at. Oh, sorry, Jamal Williams ends up kind of going. Next in free agency, the Eagles uh, re-signed Bradbury, their cornerback, to a deal. Obviously, Eagles didn't want to lose another key player in their defense. Bradbury did have a bounce-back year with the Eagles. Um, a good thing for him, obviously, because he, you know, had obviously looking with the Giants and then kind of found himself playing in a different defense. And so, I think Bradbury definitely. Uh, Got himself a good deal, but he's gonna have to play a lot better and live up to that contract because he's been given a contract like this before. I feel like, and obviously with cornerbacks, you have to really see how it goes from a year-to-year basis. I think that's going to be the key in watching the uh, evolution of quarterback positions. You know, how do you kind of navigate through that through that overall? Um, so you have that going on. Uh, let's get to some of the other moves that came through. Uh, the Colts acquired um, Stephon Gilmore. Sorry, not the Colts. The Cowboys. Excuse me. The Cowboys acquired Stephon Gilmore in a trade. Gilmore obviously has been one of the better cornerbacks last few years. Um, you know, he had that with a few injuries, and you know, he's had his moments where he's looked really dominant. Other times, looked a little bit off, but. Gilmore now goes to a Cowboys defense that has obviously Curse and Parsons and and Lawrence and Van Der Esch resigned. So, I mean, the Cowboys definitely addressed a, a key spot on their on their team. They obviously were in, you know, they were interested in Jalen Ramsey. They couldn't get Jalen Ramsey. They got Stephon Gilmore, who's a solid quarterback, definitely helped them a lot in the back end, much more than Anthony Brown may have been able to do. Anthony Brown's a free agent there, so. Cowboys made a okay move, I think. Uh, the, their defense needed to get better in the back end. And Gilmore, if he can stay healthy, if he can be, you know, be able to play, he can definitely help that defense in terms of limiting those big pass plays. Uh, maybe helping that pass rush with Parsons and Lawrence and others kind of get get to the quarterback a little bit more, uh, more safe. So there's that. Um Darren Waller was traded from the Las Vegas Raiders to the New York Giants. Uh, a big time move for the Giants. They obviously, you know, they obviously, after signing, re-signing Daniel Jones and giving Saquon the tag, they obviously had to address some of the offensive weapons around Daniel Jones. Darren Waller comes over now. Uh, and this is a, a nice move for, for Joe Shane and, and Brian Dable. Uh, Darren Waller has been a pretty good player. Um... You know, since he's entered the league, obviously the question mark with Darren Waller I have is obviously his durability and his availability to being able to play out there because obviously he's missed a number of games the last two years with the injury. The Raiders obviously felt like they had to reset and kind of re-energize that position. 
Um, so Waller, I just hope he stays healthy. If he can stay healthy, he'll definitely have a lot of success with Daniel Jones because one thing that Daniel Jones has had a nice uh, thing with, with tight ends throughout his career is that with tight ends, his completion percentage is higher uh, across the board. So I think Waller uh, and Bellinger, um, you know, they both are on the roster together. It's assuming that Bellinger will be, I believe. Uh, you like the two, the two tight ends set there, and Waller gets a chance to be a really good uh, red zone threat for the Giants as well. So I like the move for the Giants. The Raiders, I feel like they definitely um, are moving in an interesting direction, you know, because Waller was a big part of their offense, and he was going to be key player for them, obviously, with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Jacobs' reaction itself kind of told you what it is. So, Raiders have a plan of some sort, I don't know, to reset position, to get younger, but also stay competitive. Um, time will tell if they made the right decision or not in terms of, like, how they've gone about trying to address this team. They obviously are going to have to get a tight end now in, in Las Vegas, and possibly the Raiders' attention is kind of going towards um, you know, the draft because the, uh, the draft itself does have a deep tight end class according to experts. Um, so maybe the Raiders will, will look there, you know, looking for a cheaper contract. It's all about, you know, shedding, shedding cap and the Giants will have to obviously place, pay the contract for uh, Darren Waller over the next few years. So we'll see how it transpires. But this was a big thing for the Giants. They're still not, not done yet. And they have to still go ahead and address um, some needs on the offensive weapon side. You know, adding another wide receiver would be good, with either the draft or be free agency here. So there's that. Um, I think the Broncos made another signing. Um, I think they signed Rashad Penny. Uh, I think Penny, either the Broncos signed him or someone else did. I think it was the Broncos who signed a running back. Um, Seattle's going to have to kind of find a way to, you know, rejuvenate the position as well. But the Broncos are making moves as they've done throughout the first few days. So you have that going on. Um, And then I think I'll cap it off with this for now. And that is Alan Lazard uh, is going to reportedly has agreed to a four-year deal with the Jets. Um, And Alan Lazard, obviously, is someone who's a free agent one of the better wide receivers out there in the market. Um, and it's been kind of tough for the wide receivers to get any traction so far. Um, so Alan Lazard um, joins the Jets potentially uh, on, on a four-year deal. And this move is pretty interesting because I think it means most likely that Corey Davis may be gone. Uh, if, you know, they may end up releasing Corey Davis. If not, if already did not. Um, but this is a big move for the Jets only because they obviously have gone all in. They pushed all their chips in and trying to get Aaron Rodgers. And Lazard obviously is someone that, you know, Rodgers has played with, has familiarity with. So we'll see. We'll see. This move end up being be a good one. But you add Lazard to the mix of Garrett Wilson and potentially Elijah Moore if he's still on the team by the time this, this move does go through. It should be interesting to see how the Jets' you know, offense looks next year. Uh, because they obviously have been trying to address that position uh, for a while. And, you know, you do want to have, uh, you know, obviously releasing, after releasing Braxton Berrios, you know, you obviously had a need at the position. 
So Lothar definitely fills that. And we'll see now who ends up throwing, throwing the ball to him next year. Uh, because that's a big question mark, right? It's is that they've gone all in on trying to acquire Aaron Rodgers. And so can they end up getting it done? And can they finalize today will be a, a big thing to watch for the Jets. But a nice move that could definitely play well in a Daniel Hackett's offense and also teach young guys like Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore and others how to play that offense that just will be instituting um, in the next season. Hey guys, I am back with another uh, segment in today's episode as I kind of want to uh, give my thoughts on a few more things that have kind of been happening in free agency. Um, obviously, I talked about some of the bigger moves earlier, um, and obviously the league year is officially underway, and obviously uh, there's a lot of teams that are still going to be looking to do some business, get some things done, um, and that will continue to be something to watch out for you know, as we get closer and closer to the pro days, as well as the um, NFL draft. Um, so, let me get to a couple of things that kind of piqued my interest. Um, let's talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, obviously a key contributor uh, to the Chiefs run last year, uh, especially in the last few games of the postseason for the Chiefs, you know, obviously having a great game and, you know, making things happen. And so now Judas Smith-Schuster, you know, I thought he would return back to Kansas City. I'm very surprised, I'm very surprised that he went uh, and joined the New England Patriots um, on a three-year deal. Um, obviously, Judas Smith-Schuster is someone that you know, he's had, uh, you know, quite a ride in his last few years of his career. Obviously, he was in Pittsburgh for a while, and then things kind of, you know, they work out there towards the end, and then he obviously ended up, um, you know, trying to find a spot, and the Chiefs took him in. Yeah, he had success. I thought he would be somebody that you know, the uh, Chiefs may or may not want, you know, may have thought to bring back, but the Patriots obviously swooped in and landed a wide receiver that uh, definitely has still the speed and the playmaking abilities that you need. And it was kind of warranted for the Patriots to make this move only because you know, they traded away, obviously, John Newsmith with their tight end to Atlanta. Um, and then, you know, then you let Jacoby Myers go to the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think this was a move for the Chiefs, for the, for the Patriots that they felt need to make for Mac Jones and obviously Mac Jones is looking to you know bounce back and you know he is going to have a familiar face or one of the familiar faces of the Patriots I think and um Bill O'Brien being back I believe um so the Patriots need to get some wide receiving help no doubt uh that's been a weakness of their team uh for a few years now uh, obviously, they had a lot of success with tight ends throughout the years, but you need playmakers on the outside, and so let's see now what they do. Um, but this was an interesting move and an interesting deal to give to Smith-Schuster. 
you know, obviously he is a nice wide receiver, has good speed and talent, um, but the production, I don't know if he's going to look up for that contract as well as he, you know, if they're paying him to do it. I think he'll do well. He wanted, obviously, if he's going to do well. Um, but I feel like, you know, he could have gotten, I think he would have been better off, you know, staying in New England. Sorry, sorry, staying in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Um, just knowing how they, um, you know, at that position, you know, they could use it in a variety of ways. But look at the look at the uh, Chiefs. They obviously had, they have a McCall Hardman, you know, returning right from injury, and then they have Sky Moore, who they expect big things out of instead of Travis Kelsey. So I think for Justin Schuster, this is more of a move that he gets to go to a place where he's the go-to guy. And it gets a fair share of targets, and he obviously wants to keep uh, getting back and playing, winning football, and getting that production. And so, you know, let's see if it works out for them because obviously Mac Jones still has quite a bit to prove after having, you know, an up, you know, a great first year, second year or so, not so much, but better than most quarterbacks probably uh, than expected. So we'll see how it transpires for him. Baker Mayfield. Um, signing a one-year deal to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, this is probably one of the rare opportunities, and potentially the last opportunity that Baker Mayfield may get uh, to be a starting quarterback for a roster. Uh, Mayfield has had his ups and downs as well, uh, more so than probably Julius Schuster because. Mayfield obviously wasn't an overall pick in Cleveland. Um, you know, there was obviously that dynamic um, between coach and player that kind of wasn't at the best all the times. Uh, obviously, the Odell situation didn't work out between him, you know, and that. So, Mayfield's had, uh, you know, he's won games this year. You know, he's won games in his career. He's been able to do some nice things, you know, but. Uh, you just haven't seen the consistency show up, you know, uh, you know, all the time, and you know, he's gotten hurt, obviously, which has affected his ability to be out there as well. But you know, he hasn't played solid football in, in a stretch, and so he joins a Bucks team that obviously has been shedding cap, trying to get a little bit younger. Uh, they're still going to have Mike Evans there, obviously, with Chris Godwin. You know, um, but most likely Baker Mayfield will compete um, with Kyle Trask there. Um, you know, as you know, there will be another quarterback competition, right? So we expect to see quarterback competitions, you know, in Carolina, in Atlanta, uh, and we very well will get it also in, the, in Tampa Bay. So the NFC South uh, is looking like at this point you will see all the quarterback. Um, you know, you know, battles kind of play out in, in this division itself because, you know, you have a Mayfield that obviously has a chip on his shoulder. He played well last year. You know, he had a nice moment last year with the Rams when he stepped in for, you know, towards the end of the season when they didn't have a whole lot to play for. He, he played and, you know, showed some good signs and had a game-winning drive. So, He's still capable of those things, but can he do it? And can he find a way to be the starting quarterback? This is potentially the opportunity for him to be that starting quarterback, to recapture that 
number one, you know, the overall number one thing he had because he had good numbers in his first few years. Um, but then things kind of got a little bit tough, right? And you didn't see him perform as well when he got hurt. And then he, you know, he recovered from that. He didn't get a fair shake probably in Carolina. Um, and then, you know, things kind of transpired from there. Went to McVay, played a good one year or so, you know, learned under McVay. And now he's going to the Tampa Buccaneers where they're expecting to try to find that answer after having Tom Brady for, you know, uh, a number of seasons. Now they have to move towards the future. And so Kyle Trask is somebody who's been in that system, been on the issue for quite some time. So he's definitely going to get a fair opportunity to be their quarterback. But Mayfield, um, uh, you know, no matter what it is, he, this is his best shot. I think this could be especially his last shot to be a franchise quarterback for any team. And he better make it work. I don't think there's any excuse for Baker Mayfield not to make it work in Tampa Bay. You're surrounded by a lot of much better talent around you. Um, you know, you have a coach in Todd Bowles who's going to, you know, obviously coach you a certain way. And then you have a new offensive coordinator and line and new staff. So it seems like for the most part, you, know, you have all the pieces you want. Um, We'll see how he ends up doing, but if he doesn't win out the quarterback competition in Tampa Bay, it's not a good sign for his career uh, in terms of like what he can do down the stretch. Obviously, he is someone that you know has, has talked a lot, has been in uh, you know things throughout the years, but you know now you've seen a much more different side of Baker Mayfield. You know you don't hear, you don't see all those commercials, you don't see all those big talks from him. Uh, and obviously players have to no, not all players are like that you know like you have to have a certain charisma and, and, and ability to lead and do something to support that position but I think Mayfield at this point um, getting an opportunity to play in Tampa Bay with a much better supporting cast than he had in Carolina um, as well as Cleveland to that aspect uh, I think he has a, a good type of potential and this gives the Bucks probably a better shot to compete as well with the quarterbacks that they may or may not see in the division. Uh, I mean, obviously Derek Carr is there, but um, that remains to be seen, right? How things kind of transpire in that dynamic. So you have that move that was made. Um, I think the Eagles are not bringing back Darius Slay, it seems like. At this point, it seems like that's not going to happen, which would be a big loss for that secondary if they end up losing Slay to another team. Um, you know, Darius Slay has been, uh, you know, he's had quite a resurgence in his career, you know, in terms of what he's able to do in Detroit and go to Philadelphia. Uh, you've seen a lot of good things from, um, you know, from. Slay and that defense was really good uh, because of him as well last year. And so the Eagles, you know, they've had obviously a bunch of free agents kind of take deals and go. And you know, I think that a much different looking defense obviously is going to be on the field for the Eagles, and they maybe be even more vulnerable than they were um, than you know. They, they may look a lot like what they looked uh, in the Super Bowl down the stretch or beginning of the season. It depends on how well do they 
kind of re-up that talent or how they they obviously have to prioritize Jalen Hurts and his contract and, and, and that's why the decisions are going to be made um, so remains to be seen what, what ends up transpiring um, with Darius Slay you have that move that taking place and I think outside of that obviously you know you know, the other teams is kind of making small moves. Um, you know, I think the Washington Commanders are also bringing in a veteran quarterback. That's Jacoby Brissett. Um, should be interesting to see what that looks like. You know, because Sam Howell is going to get an opportunity to be their starting quarterback um, next year, right? And. You know, they obviously are trying to put around a good staff around uh, the supporting cast around, um, you know, whoever will be quarterback. So Eric Bohemi is going to have a lot to work with. And then they also signed an offensive tackle uh, and pass protection. So um, commanders are making some moves, you know. They obviously are trying to revamp that quarterback room to be a lot different than they looked last year. Um and so I think that's a good sign for Washington. They're trying to bring in some um, experience and uh, you know, revamp a couple of things. Uh, should be interesting to watch what, what happens with those situations. Um, you look at, you know, Matt Ryan and um, who else is there? So you have Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, right? It's kind of interesting to see... Um, you know, what Carson went, where Carson Wentz ends up, you know? He's obviously somebody that um, needs an opportunity uh, to get, you know, he's kind of in the same boat um, as some of these other quarterbacks as well because Carson Wentz was a highly touted prospect, right? Coming out of the draft, and there's a lot of problems there in Philadelphia with him, right? And he had the injury, and then things kind of didn't really go well. From there, they obviously won the championship without without him. They had Nick Foles obviously lead that, and then you just never saw things work out after that. You know, there was that whole relationship between him and Doug Peterson that didn't go so well. You know, he finds himself going into the Indianapolis Colts. Um, the Colts obviously didn't make the playoffs. You know, he had good numbers, but he didn't play well in that last game of the regular season. And then you kind of fast forward to like Washington. You know, he was out there, um, but, you know, he didn't have the same things going for him. He just never looked the same at all. And so now, I don't know where, you know, Carson Wentz really is going to be able to find a opportunity to, you know, be the starting quarterback of any team. You know, more likely he's going to be in a backup role wherever he goes. And so it sucks that Carson Wentz has kind of been through all these uh, things, but, you know, he just hasn't sustained a, a good level of play. Uh, throughout the year, they're not going up to the point where it's winning football, and, and I think that's the thing with Carson Wentz. For Matt Ryan, I feel like Matt Ryan, you know, he is someone that has had a nice career in the Super Bowl, you know, had, you know, had an appearance, but I don't think Matt Ryan is going to be able to. I don't. I don't see him being that that starting quarterback. Um, you know, I, I don't see him being that starting quarterback next year for any team. 
it, you know, it may or may not depend on how things transpire. I mean, maybe, but I think Matt Ryan's had a pretty good career. Uh, I think he should just step away and retire at this point. Uh, but then again, him and, him and Joe Flacco are two quarterbacks who obviously still want to be in the league and still play and be, and be good veterans. And so maybe his role could be, you know, a veteran presence to, you know, some team that's looking to, you know, jumpstart their young quarterbacks or bring in some competition. At that point, uh, you know, he, he doesn't get that look in consideration. And he may need to step away, um, you know, from from being able to, you know, play. But he's played, you know, a good amount of football and had a lot of success, right? But now things are much different in the NFL. And so I, I don't know if there's going to be, you know, a whole lot for him um, in terms of, like, getting another starting quarterback job. Um, and obviously the Colts are going in a different direction, so he may not even be ending back there. And then I think outside of that, I mean, you know, you look at Aaron Rodgers. You know, he announced his intentions this afternoon to to be played to the New York Jets, which I'm sure there's a lot of excitement and also a lot of intrigue and a lot of, you know, suspense over ultimately what ends up happening in this in this move, right? So... Obviously, Aaron Rodgers said a whole lot, you know, he said a whole lot about different things on the Pat McAfee show about, you know, the Packers are the ones kind of holding it up and, you know, his intention is to play in New York. Um, You know, obviously, he talked about Jordan Love a little bit, talked about the Packers history a little bit. Um, Look, Rodgers has definitely brought a lot of attention and drama. Um, I don't know, kind of good and bad, or a mix of both, ever since the season ended. And I will say this, I think that ultimately, I was, you know, I'll kind of react to it when it actually officially happens. Uh, I will say this, although, um, I'm really curious to see what type of length of the contract is going to be ultimately because that that's a that's a big thing to watch out for the Jets, right? They've been a team that um, has tried to, you know, get answers to the quarterback position. They've tried to make maneuvers and and certain, you know, draft players and build a roster a certain way. And Joe Douglas and Robert Sala do, do know they're on the clock. They don't they, they know they have to win. They have to find a way to end that playoff drought. And so they put all the chips on the table for Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has definitely wanted to do things on his own terms. He's wanted to come out and say things on his own terms. You know, he didn't want to leak anything, you know. Um, you know, so it's it's really interesting to see what the length of the contract will end up being for him. Um, I will say also one more thing. I think that ultimately... If this move happens, it will be interesting to watch, um, you know, how long do the Packers kind of wait to do this because they obviously know that they don't have any other competition than the Jets in terms of a, you know, training with Aaron Rodgers. So 
you know, which side kind of caves first. I think the Jets are going to have to be careful about how they do that because, you know, you don't want to overpay a whole lot, um, but you also want to land a quarterback. And so who knows how long this thing will this thing will kind of last. It may happen soon. Um, but ultimately when it does end up happening, um, I will give my reaction then to what I think it means for the Jets as a whole and what it could mean potentially in the AFC um, once it's finalized. But there's been a whole lot of back and forth, a lot of conversations, and Rodgers has been called a lot of different names and a lot of different things during this process. And it was not a surprise, I think, to see him give an indication of his future on the Pat McAfee show. Um, but whenever this ends up, ends up being officialized, uh, it's going to be really a lot uh, of uh, you know excitement and eyes on on this on this move and you know, whether or not it can kind of you know can it you know can it find a way to not uh, turn into a bad thing you know that's the thing is that we've seen this happen before in the history of the Jets is making a trade for a high-profile quarterback and so. You gotta stay optimistic. I think you know if you, you know, I'm 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 always someone who's optimistic about the New York teams, even though I'm a Giants fan. Um, and look, the Giants just do play each other, so that's gonna be fun also to kind of get into when that when that you know does arrive. But you do want to see the teams have a win here, um, and I think that. Um, if they're going to put this thing together all the way through, then they're going to have to be all in and they're going to need um, a lot of things from their coaching staff as well in this one. So let's see what happens. I'm definitely intrigued. I'll definitely react to it, as I said, when I do see it officially go through. Until then, uh, hope you guys all have a nice evening. And I thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kavya.